Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. This is Eden, and Kim's here as well. Hi, Kim. Hi. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, So today we have a guest on that's going to be talking about her personal story, and part of her story is that about her transitioning from one career to another and into what she's doing now, which is about energy healing and spirituality, things like that. And, you know, it made me think of, we should talk about this. Do you know any celebrities out there (laughs) who have, who've done the same thing? I can think of a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely, one of the ones that I just, love like I felt like I grew with him kind of is Jim Carrey and uh-huh. I know it's not your favorite Eden but I like <laughs> my family like like Noella's biggest muse is Jim Carrey and um and I love him and he's just grown so deep and spiritual and I feel like at one point maybe he he got too out there and not grounded enough and now he's back to being both grounded and divinely connected so he's more relatable to people but still making an impact with his you know spiritual teachings and enlightened words and things like that and so I feel like him um I saw someone who's kind of always been spiritual is Carlos Santana and he's real out there in a good way like he'll, he'll even say like oh I talked to my you know archangels and spirit guides and they talk back to me and he'll he'll say that admittedly uh-huh. You know, I it back or go backwards a little bit. Jim Carrey, I just wanted to say, yes, you're right that he is a lot more relatable now. I think my thing has always been um I think I've told this story on the show at some point about my experience with Robin Williams um where I spoke to him on the phone once and he was just so on. And it bothered me a lot because he just he wasn't himself at all. And um, that's how I saw Jim Carrey the same way, kind of that way. And yeah, so, but now he is real and genuine and authentic. And, you know, he's being um, just more, I don't know, he just seems more grounded and, you know, connected to himself. So I, I now appreciate him. Um, But I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan of the work, but I like his (laughs) dramatic work, though. I like what he does, has done dramatically. Okay, Um, well, that's. Keanu Reeves I is on my list yeah and so he's one of them and uh, Russell Brandt mm-hmm. oh totally yeah yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's the it's really like the story of someone kind of being an ego or maybe being more unconscious in 3d yeah. and then seeing their evolution and just being unapologetically who they are and whether someone agrees with it or not they're just being them and I think that that's so amazing and and one that you just mentioned that's so not ego is Keanu Reeves like he's all about like helping people and you know not the material things you know yeah yeah 
So nice to yeah, see that. Another one, another one that I, I just saw her again in concert is Jewel. And she's really, she's really spiritual. The singer Jewel. Yeah. yeah. She, she talks about that a lot in her shows. And uh, uh-huh. I think it's great because she leads by example, but she came from living in her car, you know, and uh-huh. being homeless and, and made it and stayed grounded and grew spiritually. And I think that's just, that's powerful. Yeah. And then, you know, the non-celebrity people too, you know, you've, yeah. you've seen, I know different people that I've seen. Someone that comes to mind is uh, Melissa Tori. She'll love that I'm giving her a shout out, but <laughs> yeah. She, um, she's my client and dear friend, and she actually just went through and completed my life coach certification program. And she, in the last five or six years, she's evolved like what normally someone would evolve in 12 years. Like, and now she's coaching people on empowerment and how to get out of burnout and things like that. And, you know, body positivity and stuff like that. And I just think that she's amazing and, um, excited that she's, a life coach. Yeah, that's amazing. And tell us about that. What is your life coach program? You know, it's funny on our show, you and I almost never yeah. really talk about or advertise what we do. And, um, and so one of the things I have had for years now, I think I've had it for 10 years is a life coach certification program. And it's a very thorough online program where you can become certified as a life coach. And some people use it as a business coach, or I've had people use it like I, like one of our guests, Barbie Jolliffe, who was on, um, she got certified in my program and uses it to help victim, victims of sexual abuse, sex trafficking, um, different things related to that. And then I have people using it for parenting or even fitness trainers use it. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll post the link in case anyone's interested in knowing yeah. what we'll in the, in the episode. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, let's move on. We're going to introduce our guest. Her name is Amanda Monier. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yes. Okay. Okay, good. Um, energy healer and a coach. She also is a host of a podcast called The New Earth Visionaries. So we want to welcome you, Amanda. Thank you so much, Kim and Eden. I'm so grateful to be here. So exciting. It's all the good vibes already. I love in the conversation. <laughs> oh, yes, good. yes. And that's your podcast title. Is that right? New Earth Visionaries. Yes. Okay. And then you have a book too. What is your book called? Yeah. It's called The Female Entrepreneur's Playbook. It was a collaborative um, book. So I have a chapter in that book. Awesome. Okay. So we just spoke about people evolving and changing what they're doing. And, you know, actually to add to Jim Carrey, he, he went from just mostly doing acting and comedy, and now he's evolved into spiritual teaching and art and more minimal amounts of acting. And so you left a career in law enforcement to step into your purpose as a healer and coach. So can you tell us how was that journey and was it difficult to shift coming from such a dichotomy of, you know, one, it's kind of opposite or maybe not. And we didn't think it It like is, but it isn't. There's like the two sides of the coin, right? So yeah, I was a probation officer for wow. almost six years and I kind of did the traditional, it was like the traditional thing where you go to college and you're like, oh, pick a career. And never did I even, I, I was a criminal justice major and they rarely ever talked about uh, probation or any of that. I was a psychology and criminal justice major. So it ended up kind of falling in my lap about maybe a year, year and a half after I graduated from college. And so 
for the first like handful of years, it was, I was like, I'm never going to leave. This is so great. So amazing. And I had an awakening of consciousness, if you will, while I was in the middle of my career in law enforcement. So that was very interesting because it's a very masculine field, very male dominated field, although at probation, there were more women. And so here I am kind of hiding in the spiritual closet. I've always kind of felt like I had been hiding parts of myself and I was going through this very painful process of just kind of realizing the, all the things that had happened. My, my parents had divorced when I was little, there was just really deeply seated abandonment wounds. I was always searching outside of myself missing thing that I couldn't describe, but I was like, someone's not telling me something. (laughs) So this was about, about four years into my career. I just started feeling like, I just, I think that I'm at some point, I'm not going to be doing this. I don't know why I was on this internal slash external search to heal because I just had found that life shouldn't be this difficult. I felt like there was something that I wasn't being told. And I was just tired of feeling it depleted, burnt out and constantly getting like this similar feedback. And I just, I, nobody, I couldn't figure out what this thing was. So I started on this path of, it was a combination of books and courses and healers, which I have, there's a whole other rabbit holes. We could go down on that. And then as well as like the internal work, just learning to trust myself, learning how to heal, what that looked like for me personally. And eventually I ended up leaving that career. So I, I, I quit, quit my job and worked with my family months, which didn't work. So there was, I, I, there was a moment where I walked off that job because I was, I tried to like feel this missing thing with something else. And I was, I was in escrow. So I had sold my home. I'm sitting in my car. I have about 15 days. So I'm not going to have a home. And I'm like, well, I have no home. I have no job. (laughs) I was like, well, here we go universe. So I picked up and I moved from Northern California to Southern California And little did I know that it wasn't going to be all sun, sunshine and rainbows because everywhere you go, there you are. Right. So I had a lot of healing to do and a lot. I had a massive chip on my shoulder. I was just angry from everything that had happened and, you know, all the struggles I experienced in life. And so it was really just this process of remembering who I was and connecting back in with all those parts of me that had just been so squelched by all the shoulds, coulds, the external stuff, and just finding what worked for me. And so it's been a process. It's been so humbling, but I also wouldn't have it any other way. Sometimes I feel a little bipolar because some days I'm like, this is amazing. And then other days I'm like, burn it to the ground. What the heck? So eject. Like, (laughs) so I'm like, I just try to be as real as possible because there's so many of us that are going through our own challenges. And when you don't understand, um, that's why I really actually love what you guys were talking about, bringing it more down to earth. You know, we hear a lot of stuff in the spiritual community that just flies right over people's heads. And I realized that, you know, 99% of the population is unaware of this stuff and like how to truly heal. So I just am very passionate about um, meeting people where they are as well. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do when you have the knowledge, the awareness, you've done the work and then not judge the people who are not at that same place. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, again, like I said, it's just been a very humbling experience because the way I look at it too, is I call it the the divine mirror, but oftentimes like when we're experiencing um, a reaction, we can, I feel we can, you know, there's something we can learn from, you know, just about anything and anyone. And so I've reframed the way I look at stuff and it's not always perfect. Sometimes I get very triggered, but if I can look at it, where, where is the gift in this? And if it's bringing something up inside of me, then it's an opportunity to ask myself, okay, what am I being shown? What am I being asked to look at? And that could be a variety of things. It could be walking away from a situation. It could be creating some sort of like, this is what I desire. And I'm not really sensing this coming back. So creating like that, this isn't what I desire. I may need to let this go. Or, you know, maybe it's something where I'm not showing up in a way that is how I desire to show up. And so it's an opportunity to take a look at that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how you are so brave for doing that, jumping out of that career like that and and going into something totally different. And I think also with what you're talking about, we keep experiencing the same challenges or situations or even people until we no longer react and we can be the observer. And we're like, oh, I can look at this differently and I've mastered the lesson. And you know, what's interesting though, that, that I was just studying recently in the book oneness is that even though sometimes we've mastered it, it can a either come up again to test us to see how well we've mastered it or how we've mastered it on the new level we've ascended to, or sometimes it might come up again because our child, our significant other, our best friend might need us there kind of as the person to talk about whatever the drama is. And it's not always good to just try to ignore it and not react to it or respond to it because then we might be doing them a disservice. And so there's this whole like other realm of of understanding in that way where sometimes you're a part of the other person's story, but you have mastered it yourself. Yeah. I love that. And it's just so funny too, because it's anybody who says they have this journey all figured out. I always say, I'd love to talk to them because it's not black and white. Like it really isn't. And that's why it's, I always say like, take what resonates and box the rest. And I love what you just said, because it reminds me of something that one of my mentors once shared. It's like, your karma is your dharma. It's like the struggles that we have endured and been through and overcome like that resilience is oftentimes where we get to like help someone who and it's not about like being above each other, but it's like someone who's maybe going through something similar and we can at least be like, Hey, this is, you know, you're not alone. Like the feelings are real. That's the thing too. It's like when the feelings come up, even though oftentimes it's riddled with dense stories that aren't true, but the feelings are so, so real. And it feels very painful because the emotions can be very painful. And so what I found is oftentimes it's like, we, we end up repeating the, what I call pain body loops, because it's can be so scary to actually acknowledge what we're being asked to acknowledge. And so it's like, I'll give an example of how I used to operate. I end a relationship and weeks later I jump into another one. So I didn't have to feel what Mm. came up from those wounds. And then all I'm doing is essentially like I still, and, and it's, you know, said with zero judgment for anyone who is experiencing this. But what I found, I always say I dated the same man, different face over and over and over again. (laughs) So is that, I was going to ask you the question about pain body. So you just, you just brought that up. Um, 
explain pain body to us? Um, and also, can we shift from repeating those patterns in our lives that hold us back? Yeah. So it, I will share it from my personal humble experience and, and through what I've learned about it. So with the pain body and what I refer to as these pain body loops, it's kind of what we were just chatting about. So with the pain body, again, it's like our, these deeply seated wounds, right? And oftentimes it can be tied to like the mother wound and the father wound, which then kind of ripple out, um, at least in my experience, you know, like oftentimes like core wounds um, that we've experienced through our childhood, through growing up. And oftentimes it's tied to like how we had to stay safe because our authenticity and the way we showed up as children in our light, like wasn't received. And so we're like, Ooh, okay, well it's not received now I need to stay safe. And so I'm going to agree to this story, which isn't true. Right. Mm -hmm. So these pain body loops will continue. What I've found is they'll continue to like kind of show up on repeat in the unconscious. So when we bring some awareness to these things and when we have, because the pain body brings us into this state of collapse. So I say there's a difference between like going into like that pain body collapse rather than like when we're healing, we're actually alchemizing it. So one of my mentors um, calls this like erecting the rod principle. And I'm going to try to like kind of bring it down to earth a bit. So we have um, like the divine mother templates and the divine father template. So this divine masculine template, if we think of it as a rod principle, like erecting into our root to hold us up, coming up all the energy field, right? So what that does is it stabilizes the feminine. It gives the feminine a place to rest. And most of us have had all these um, inversions go running through our field, which again, we'll just say that that's like, all the stories that aren't true, all the density, like all the painful stuff. And so what happens for a lot of us, um, especially I've noticed, I can speak from the lens of like women and people I've seen, we go into these experiences and we have an experience where, you know, maybe we get broken up with, or we lose our job or we have no money. And we go into the cycles of collapse. We can't create from collapse because when we're in that collapse, it's just the dense emotion, but if we're not aware of how to move that out and how to rebuild that, erect that rod principle, then it's like oftentimes, okay, we'll come out of it. But what I found is it just shows up again and again and again, um, because you, we all are emitting a certain frequency and we can say, you know, affirmations all day long, but if your predominant frequency and when I say frequency, for those of you who that might be like listening, that might be like new language, um, like the predominant beliefs that you have. So let's say you were in a family where it was a lot of poverty consciousness or, you know, you didn't have enough money and that can, you know, go back ancestrally as well. Then oftentimes it's like those programs, if we think of it so simply as just energetic software programs running in the background, you can say I'm abundant all day long, but if your predominant energy blueprint and instructions that you're sending out are opposite, Mm -hmm. you may get a little bit of that goodness, but then it's just going to, it's like almost like running two contradicting software programs. Oh, that's very valid. And I love the way you explained it. I hope it's going to open people's eyes. I've always knew, known something like this at that, 
the higher level, but I've never really been able to explain it in this way. So I know yeah, I appreciate it. I really I am trying it. to like bring it down to earth because yeah, it's yeah. like the version of me 10 years ago would have been like, what is this woo woo lady talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at the, at the end of the day too, though, it also like, even if you're, con- even if you don't fully understand it, you're still getting those seeds and you're still getting those codes. So just you know, allow that to be an opportunity to get those little like tidbits, even if you're analytical mind, because, you know, as humans, we love to mentally understand things, right? So you don't have to fully mentally understand it, but like deeper at a cellular level, like your higher self, that all that isness of you already knows. Yeah. So how would you suggest, like, I love how you said you're doing it in a way where it's more down to earth. So let's say someone, let's say someone's listening And they go, okay, well, I know that I have, you know, that repeating cycle of things going on. And I know I have stuff that was unconscious beliefs from my upbringing or family or whatever. And I don't know how to figure those out and address them and start to move forward. Like what's like something simple they can just start with? I will give you the most simple thing that you don't have to pay anybody for. And that is your, your breath, because when you, when, when those programs are running on repeat and you're acknowledging it, right. Cause most of the time what happens is it runs and then it just kind of continues. And then you go about your, your day. So I invite you to, cause one way you can tell that this is going on is oftentimes it's going to feel very heavy. It's going to feel very constricted and you may not fully understand like the details of it, but what you can do is you can pause in that moment and you can bring in that awareness to your breath. I always invite people to breathe in through their nose. And what that already starts to do is it's like, okay, you're bringing it here to the present and taking those deep breaths and that pause starts to rewire that story because it's like, it's kind of rewiring the synapses and it's a very easy way to bring it into the now and to just observe what's going on in your body. That would be like the most simple, easy way I can offer to people who are experiencing these things because there's, you know, and this dense stuff is what actually causes dis-ease in the body because it's like, it's sending all these dense messages and it's vibrating in certain organs. And, you know, then we have symptoms that come up. So it can, it's not, it's not a coincidence, you know, what's going on if you're feeling a lot of this stuff and then you have other physical symptoms coming, coming up, your body's like, excuse me, please give me a minute. Listen. Um, But really just honoring that. And also oftentimes it is something that's tied into I call it, we can label it as the past, but if it's coming up in the present, then it's still not in the now. So it might be the inner child. It might be the inner teenager. I heard this months ago. I was like, I feel like inner teenager work is a thing because <laughs> a lot of us, oh, yeah. a lot of stuff is teenagers. So you can, I call it reparenting the inner child, yeah. give that aspect of you what you were looking for from the caregivers who didn't have the tools to offer that to you. You could, time's not linear. So we can actually go back because we all have like different memories that I'm sure come up and we can go back. And I was just doing this uh, with a client yesterday and we were just like, what is your little child asking for too? Cause it's like, does it, does your inner child just want to scream? Like, do you want, like, what's the emotion coming up? So there's a bunch of different things, but the breath is just so powerful as like a first easy step for someone who's like newer to this. Um, But yeah, it definitely, 
again, with the emotions, just allow the emotions because they emotions move, they move through you if you allow them to express. Yes. Yep. Yep. I love it all. <laughs> um, okay. So a lot of people are experiencing ascension right now. And when we talked about um, ascension, we mentioned that um, teaching using, oh, well, actually we talked about, this is a question that we had ready for you, but you already talked about the rod principle. So maybe just talk, can you talk to us about ascension and um, what are the ways that we can ascend? What can happen to the body when it's going through in the physical way? Um, and I know it's, it's to enlighten and awaken the world. That's the purpose. So share with us your perspective on that. Oh, I have so many perspectives too. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know if you guys are familiar with human design, but I have an open head and an open ajna. So as ideas flow through, I'm like, am I contradicting myself? But there's just so many beautiful <laughs> yeah. ideas. Um, so one thing that was like, I was hearing as you were asking that question, I feel it's a combination of ascension and descension because descension is going within, right? And so within, so without. So what we're seeing in our physical reality is a reflection of a collection of all the things that we believe to be true. It's a, it's a reflection of our frequency. And so what I found too, it's, it's like, again, it's a balance of internal and external because what I found in my life, the first half of my life, I was all external. I was like, I got to go get all the things. I got to go get all the, you know, the degrees and the house and the career. And I arrived and I was like, this ain't all is cracked up to be. I was like, what the heck? They told me that this is what I needed to do, but I did it. And I'm like, not happy. So it is a combination of going, going within. And then also it's like, well, what are your deepest desires? And oftentimes it's like, you can go deeper than that because most people that are like, oh, I want this, this, and this, it's like, well, do you want that? Or do you want the feeling that you get from having that thing? Mm. So do you want, do you want, I mean, I'm all down for like luxury and all that stuff. I love that stuff, but it's like, also, you know, a lot of times under that people want to experience freedom. People want to feel worthy. So it oftentimes goes deeper. And I always invite people who are newer to this, who are like, ah, okay, lady, but how do I start to one, um, a tool that has been extremely powerful um, is just knowing your human design and also pulling your gene key chart. So your human design will give you a bit of a template on your soul's blueprint. And for me, it's been really helpful. I'm a sacral generator. So I was literally living in reverse of my design. <laughs> I was trying to force everything to happen and generators and manifesting generators are, are like 70% of the population. We're just meant to do what we love, respond to things, do what lights its up, send those ripple effects out. If 70% of the population was living in, in their design as generators, this place would already like turn around right quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, as far as, you know, ascension, I just feel it's so tied to people really getting clear on what are you here to do? What is your desire? And that is different for everybody. Some people desire to hold large sums of money and they're templated to hold large sums of money. Some people are templated for simplicity and, you know, maybe they want to live in a cabin and write a book. That's why I say it's not one size fits all and it's not black and white. So if you can start to get clear on what that is and ways you can get clear is dialing it back to your childhood, like what things if you can even, you know, remember some of those things of like, what did you do 
when you were young, that was like your passion that, that brought you like into this place of joy. And so, and then you can take that action. So it's like a combination of getting really clear and also having that discipline because a lot of people as well, they, you know, they have all these lofty goals and desires, but there's like a missing component of discipline. So it's like, well, you say you desire these things, but you know, you want to write a book, but that book is going to write itself. <laughs> you got to sit down and write. So, and, and, and as that happens, I do feel like ascension is just a process of you remembering who you are and ascending into your own truth and remembrance. And again, it's just so different for everyone because we all have a unique soul frequency. So there's nobody else on the planet that's designed to bring the special sauce, like each and every one person. And remembering who you are, I just want to clarify that it's at the soul level, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not, and so that's minus ego. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's an interesting thing too. Yes. Cause I mean, we, you know, we live in physical bodies, so it's like, you know, experiencing the things that we want to experience on this planet and, you know, kind of navigating, like, is this coming from ego or is this like an aligned soul desire, which can take some practice. Like, you know, my ego still comes to the party every now and again. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's something that's just kind of a part of us, what we try to put aside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You also speak on stepping into goddess energy and the divine feminine. And I, I do end up talking to a lot of women that are not comfortable with letting out their femininity. And maybe they've, they've lived in kind of positions where they were more the leader or they were more in a masculine role, maybe at a corporate job or something like that. And so they almost have to relearn like, Oh, it's okay to wear, flowing skirts or pink lipstick or whatever, or it's just, it's just letting it energetically out, you know, being more feminine. And so can you talk more about how we can step into more of the divine feminine? Oh, yes. I love this one because I was one of those. There were times where I'm like, I should have been a dude. I'm like, <laughs> like I, I'm like, but no, I'm a woman and I'm very actually, um, I'm, that's something I have been uh, practicing. And I feel a lot of what has happened um, is, and this might get a little esoteric, but I'm being guided to go there. So, um, a lot of it is tied to our, the hijacking of our womb space and a lot of things that have really happened to siphon the feminine. And I'm not talking about the feminist movement or any of that stuff. I'm talking more about like reunification templates and a lot of the things that have gone on to really disconnect the feminine from her true power. A lot of even inverted polarity teachings that, you know, come from like, oh, you got to behave in this feminine way. And then the man will do what you want him to do. Like I, I personally, that doesn't resonate with me. Although like I, for the first year of my journey, when I moved, I was learning from someone who taught that. And I thought that was what the, you know, the vibe was, and I learned very quickly that that is just to, for me, it felt like a behavior manipulation. So to me, there's a difference between embodiment and knowledge, right? So embodiment is like actually bringing in the knowledge and living the knowledge. So um, it is just so funny that you asked that because I'm really practicing bringing in, you know, what feels good to me as the feminine. And I rarely ever wear lipstick. I'm always in gym clothes. And I was like, okay, I'm going to like, wear a little lipstick and, you know, uh, like blow my hair out and stuff. 
but you know, that's all definitely personal as well. But a lot of it does start with our wombs because as women, we have such a powerful, potent, untapped, creative channel from our womb space. And so um, there's, like I said, there's just been a lot of hijacking in the womb. And, um, you know, it's been several years where I've really been intentional about clearing out my womb because it's a place where we can connect to that creativity. Cause there's like, almost like this, um, for me, I found there's like this place where there's this nothingness and then it births creation. It's where we get our creative downloads. And that's why learning to, um, tune into your own unique intuition, your own unique expression, you know, is that through what, what creative feminine practices do you feel like really bring that out? Like, for me, it was singing and dancing, but now I've just translated that. I sing and dance in the car. My roommate, I was driving home one night and he was like, you're waking the neighbors. He saw me driving. I was singing in the car. Like and I just didn't even care where the old me would have been like, oh my gosh, is he going to think I'm weird? Like, I don't care anymore. Cause it just, for me, it just felt like I was in the moment I was flowing. And so it's that balance between like that more masculine structure and then that feminine flow and, and being able to kind of channel both of those expressions, because I feel there are so many of the feminine that have just like that untapped space. And a lot of us have been through a lot of things that would, I understand why, right. You know, for those that resonate with past lifetimes and things of that nature, you know, it can go, it can stem back to, you know, when we were silenced for speaking our truth, like speaking our truth could equal death. Um, for me, I, actually left a high school because I was told I had to give an oral presentation and my nervous system was like, this equals death. And I, I left the school because I was like, I'm not doing that. I went back to my small private school. I was like that I couldn't do it. It was like, my body went into like trauma response and shock. And at the time I was like on the basketball team, like thing, it was my senior year. And I was like, I can't give an oral presentation. I'm going to die. So you know, acknowledging when those things come up. And then if you feel guided to get some support on releasing those things, it could be helpful. If you feel like you're not able to tap into that more creative flow based, because to me, the feminist, that creative, the, the flow, like the creatrix, like the feminine is the universe. Like to me, we are the universe. Yes. Amen. I love it. <laughs> and you would never know that you'd be afraid to public speak. So I know that now I'm doing podcasts. <laughs> Good for uh, you. And speaking, she's speaking at um, High Vibe Soul Sisters on um, November second in the evening. So excited for you to be at that. Yes, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, the me ten years ago would have been like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like now I'm like I'm pumped for it. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. That happened with me. I, in college, I had, I kept putting off speech, taking speech. And then I found that there was another class that you don't have to actually stand up in front of the class to do a speech. There was this other way of doing it because I did everything I could to avoid that. But that, that really resonated with me when you talked about speaking in front of others is like death. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. Um, one of the methods of healing that you do with your clients is biofeedback. 
I yes. do. I, I am testing out a biofeedback device uh, right now to see if it's something I want to, I want to add in like in depth. Okay. All my clients are loving it, but I do primarily, I do just energy healing and it's kind of an infusion of all the modalities I've learned. Cause people are like, what kind do you do? I'm like, uh, I do. I feel like I need to come up with a name for it because <laughs> it's just everything I've learned in my own modality, pretty much. Hard to define it and, and you know put it in just to a few words to title right. it. But right. um, so what is biofeedback though? If you are open to sh- telling us about it, because you may or may not be using it, but <laughs> yes, yes, and it's something that's going to be available. So one of my. Okay. Um, friends that I collaborate with, like she's going to be bringing it into her practice. So she's very focused on the body lately. I've been more focused on like confidence, radiance, like pain body stuff, like helping people get out of these like stuck painful loops. Um, so I'm like, I'll be able to refer all my clients, you know, to her. So it'll be available. People are like, Oh my gosh, I want that. And I still have access to it. Um, it's amazing. Like I will continue doing it even if I don't end up bringing it into my practice. Um, for work, but so it's called bioenergetic scanning. And what this system does, I am currently using, it's called Nest Energetics. And it does a scan either through, I have a device where I can, you can put the hand on the scanner or I, it scans through voice. So I've been doing all my clients through voice because my clients all over the world. And it scans through the voice because again, there's only one you and it does a scan of your energy field and it compares it to that of an optimally functional human body. Like I call it the divine genome, but it's like the, the way the human body should be functioning without all the distortions, blockages and things. And then it brings up a whole panel of results within like 10 seconds. This software is just magical and it has everything from energy flow. So it brings a lot of elements of Chinese medicine into it organs like it'll tell you like if you have certain organs that are not functioning optimally because obviously we don't diagnose we're not doctors and any of that but it's all around the energetics of it um brings up how you're sourcing energy so for those people who are feeling like you know exhausted and sluggish like it'll bring up stuff around day night you know the big fields of the earth um because there's a lot of things even environmentally that people um end up being in resistance to and then they're like i don't know why i feel off but i feel really off um it brings up sensitivities so it has a whole panel for vitamins um, fruits, vegetables, uh, toxins, molds. So basically it paints a picture for you of what's going on in your field. That's priority right now to focus on. And this particular system then has a, um, a recommended protocol. They're called infoceuticals. So I don't, have you guys ever heard of Dr. Emoto's water experiments? I talk about it all. I love it. I love it. So it brings in elements of that. So it's water, um, it's serums and water. It's in like a little tincture and, um, it's encoded with instructions, one to unblock the, whatever's going on that's a priority and to gives instructions for it to heal back to divine design. Because I am here for, we're reverse aging in my opinion. (laughs) I don't believe that the way, what we've been told about how we age, how we die is divine at all. So a lot, and a lot of people too are open to this stuff. Like 
it's so cool. My family who for a while was just kind of like, thought I was off my rocker. Um, I just talked to my brother yesterday. He got a bunch of, um, like biochemical tests done and it's just, he's like, oh my gosh, this is just amazing information. That's the thing too. It's like, you can even just take it and have the information of what's going on and decide what feels good for you and how you want to move through it. Because when you have information and awareness, you can make those lifestyle changes. You can, you know, work with a healer or a coach because it can be on the level of your environment. It can be on the level of what you're putting in your body, what you're consuming. It can be emotional. It can be, you know, you're holding on to some resentment um, that you have had for your mom for your whole life. And it's causing issues with your liver because it's being housed in your liver. So your liver is not able to, you know, function properly because it's holding on to this dense stuff. Um, you know, it can be, it has actually has a whole panel for beliefs and archetypes. It's so extensive. It's, it's definitely magic um, for sure. It's amazing. So, um, so yeah, I've been playing around with that for the last month and I have my dog on a protocol and I'm on a protocol. So I'm like, I'm here for it. <laughs> Anything that feel better and be more connected with ourselves and our body. I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> oh yeah. And what, what kind of protocols would be offered? So these, yeah. So these particular infoceuticals, it'll recommend the top five. So for me, like I have no issue sharing, like stuff with my heart came up, felt very emotionally based, but, um, so I'm on one for my heart circulation, which is tied to the heart, um, my spleen and, um, trying to remember some of the other ones, the day one. So like how I source energy from the sun. So it's helping me really pick up my energy level. Not that I, I have a lot of energy, but I guess it wants to take it up a notch again. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, so yes, yeah, so you would literally just drop them. You can drop them into water or you can drop them on your tongue or you can do them topically. Um, or, you know, if it's a small child, then we'd probably lessen the amount. Um, but usually it'll recommend like 15 drops of like the main ones. And, um, yeah, I've, I've personally felt shifts and I've been on them for a little less than a month. So yeah, it's, it's so cool. And, and I just, I think one thing that I'm noticing and that I love is that people are so much more open to this stuff mm-hmm. and people are seeking more than for ever sure. because they're tired of feeling like they're tired of feeling like crap. So they're like, how, how can I get to the bottom of this? And sometimes it, you know, it turns external search gone balance. So it's like, again, whatever works. Alternative you know, healing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Totally. Well, this was very deep. So I feel like it's going to help a lot of people. And on our show, these kinds of topics tend to do extremely well. People are fascinated. I think more and more people are opening their minds to there's more out there than just what, you know, the, the norm, basically. So thank you for being here. Um, if you want to come see her at High Vibe Soul Sisters, go to highvibesoulsisters.com. And you'll meet her in person. And what else do you have going on? And where can we find you? I love it. Well, thank you both so much, Kim and Eden, for having me. I'm just so grateful to connect with you. And how amazing is that? We live like 20 minutes from each other. Like, I'm like, this is so cool. So great. Um, so thank you. And thank you for everyone for listening. Um, yeah, if people are interested, um, in my free private community, it's called embodied essence. I actually show up there once a month to do some sort of free healing or breath work session. So if this is like pinging for you and you're like, I want to see what this girl's about, like, feel free to, uh, join my community. And that information is on my website, which is amandamonier.com. And I have, 
some social media stuff like Instagram, but my website is probably the best place if um, you're interested in this work to pop into that free community. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank thank you everyone for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.